A couple of weeks ago, headlines like this were splashed all over the media. Apple is trying to redefine what it means to violate your privacy. The narrative is, if you own an Apple device, Apple is going to start scanning the contents of your device without your permission. But, is that true? The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Is it true that if you own an Apple device, Apple is going to start (laughs) rummaging around in your device? No, that's absolutely false. I'm going to start by laying out the facts, and then I want to share with you my opinion, what I believe Apple is up to. There are two facets to what Apple announced that has been so horribly misinterpreted, misunderstood. And I really don't know who's at fault. I don't know whether Apple did a really piss-poor job at rolling this out and wasn't communicative enough about what was really taking place, or no matter how great a job they did, these sites that wanted to clickbait headlines were going to say whatever they wanted to say, no matter how clear Apple was. But Apple's new policy involves two things. Number one, iCloud. And number two... Phones registered to children. So let's start with the iCloud. Apple is going to start scanning images that have been uploaded to iCloud, and they're going to scan it against or to compare those images to the child sexual abuse material database maintained by the government. So the government's going to give Apple access to that database. Images can be attributed a digital signature so that when Apple goes through and scans iCloud, images that are in iCloud, it can match those digital signatures. And if somebody's uploading kitty porn to Apple iCloud, Apple's going to call the cops and that's going to start an investigation. That person's probably going to go to jail. This is essentially Apple saying this is our cloud. We maintain it. We created it. This is not your cloud. We, we charge you a fee and allow you to upload some things to it, but it's our cloud. And we don't want your kitty porn on it, so keep it off. So now, if you own an Apple device, do you have to upload whatever to the iCloud? No, you, ha- you have to upload absolutely nothing to iCloud. So, for instance, I'm going to continue. I use the iCloud, the iCloud in particular, and I'm going to continue to upload to iCloud because I don't have anything to do with kitty porn, and I don't care if Apple is scanning its own cloud for images of child pornography. I, it's just not an issue for me. Nor do I think it constitutes any violation of the privacy of Apple device owners. That's ridiculous. That's clickbait crap. The second part of the equation is scanning messages from or to phones that are registered to minors. To be clear, Apple is not reading anybody's messages. It is looking for sexually explicit images. If its AI detects sexually explicit photographs, then that image is going to be reviewed by the appropriate live human person. Depending on the age of the person who is the registered user of the phone and what the image depicts will determine whether Apple will notify the parents or notify the police. Also, I think this is a huge part of the story that's been left out. Parents can opt out the phone 
that their kids are using. So even though it's registered on Apple's database as to, say, a 14-year-old son or daughter, the parents can say, I don't want Apple looking at the stuff that my kid is sending. Now, if it were me, I'd leave it in there because if there's some crazy sexually explicit stuff that like a 13-year-old or 14-year-old is sending back and forth, yeah, I might want to know about it. I consider that a part of responsible parenting. Because this is limited to minors and parents can opt that phone or phones out, again, it's not a privacy violation. You can opt in or opt out. So we've covered iCloud and phones registered to minors. What else is Apple going to be looking at? Absolutely nothing. And that's not, that's not ever a part of the story. Not only are most of these stories not being explicit about the iCloud angle and about the registration to a user who is a minor, they're also painting this picture, like I said at the beginning, that Apple's just going to go into all the, the devices owned by Apple users and just start rummaging around through their content. And that is absolutely false. It is images uploaded to iCloud, and it is messages, not content generally on the phone, messages going into or out of a phone registered to a minor, and parents can opt out. All right, so those are the facts. On to my opinion. My opinion is this. I think Apple's being really smart about this, and let me explain why. Uh, If you've paid attention for years now to how the government views encryption, most specifically on Apple devices because Apple has been so privacy-minded, Federal law enforcement agencies in particular, things like the DOJ and FBI and other three-letter alphabet agencies of the federal government, they really want Apple to back off on the privacy issue. And Apple's basically just said no. Legislation has recently been introduced in the Senate to force Apple to put in a backdoor, but it looks like that's going nowhere, fortunately. It looks like it's never even going to get out of committee. But nevertheless, you see the pressure that some legislatures want to apply against Apple and other high-tech companies to make sure that users don't have privacy. I don't think very many Americans have a problem with encryption-based privacy users on a device, communicating in some way with somebody else with another device, and that's encrypted and nobody can see it. I don't think Americans really care about that, unless or until the government and the media start screaming at the top of their lungs that this end-to-end encryption is empowering child pornographers. I think the minute that starts gets whipped into a frenzy, I mean, look at the last 19 months with SARS-CoV-2. In my life, I wake up in the morning, I go about my life, I go out in the community, I interact with people. You wouldn't even know anything was going on in this country, but the minute you go to the news, oh my God, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, the vaccines are all going to die. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But in the real world, you can go about your life for days and days and days on end and perhaps for the rest of your existence and never really be cognizant that SARS-CoV-2 is around until you tune into the media because it's a frenzy. So now imagine SARS-CoV-2 is over and the media wants something else to turn into a frenzy. Suddenly they start screaming that companies like Apple with their end-to-end encryption are protecting and facilitating child pornography and child pornographers. Wow. Can you imagine? Again, I think don't, I don't think most Americans have a problem with end-to-end encryption and the privacy that it provides until 
it is characterized and whipped into a frenzy that that is empowering and facilitating child pornography and child pornographers. I think at that point, a lot of Americans would be willing to support legislation forcing companies like Apple to put a back door in. So with all that said, when I said Apple's being smart about this, it's because I believe what Apple is doing is taking that argument away from Congress, taking that argument away from the media. Is what Apple is doing with iCloud and with phones registered to minors, is that going to solve the entire equation about any criminals, child pornographers or any other form of criminals, relying on end-to-end encryption on devices such as Apple to do their nefarious deeds? No, it's, it's not a perfect solution. But I believe from Apple's point of view, Apple is taking a lot of wind out of the sails of any legislators in Congress who would want to make that argument and then various news organizations that would want to whip that into a frenzy and manipulate the American people into supporting legislation, forcing companies like Apple to put a backdoor in for the government. I'm well aware there are tons of idiots out there who are going to say things like, well, if you have nothing to hide, would you care if you don't have any privacy? That's like saying because you have nothing to say, you shouldn't care if the government eradicates free speech. Yeah, it's just idiot talk. The other reason I think it's smart of Apple to do this at this time, take the wind out of the sails of at least a portion of the argument that could be used by legislators in Congress, is that the government, if there was a backdoor, the government would absolutely, positively, inarguably, without a shadow of a doubt, misuse it. Remember, we are talking about a government that was essentially vacuuming up every single community or damn near every single communication on the planet and then sitting down in front of Congress under oath and lying and say they weren't doing that until Snowden's information became public. And then we found out not only were they doing it, they knew it was wrong and they were lying about it. There are a lot of instances that we can look at. I mean, <laughs> virtually endless examples of the government engaging in illegal activity, so going far afield of the boundaries that the Constitution imposes on them. And when you look at all these examples, the net result is nobody should ever trust the government. The default position when dealing with it, especially the federal government, the default position, every single thing, every single issue that you that they talk about and that you hear or see, every single one, the default position should be you're lying until you can prove otherwise. That's how much they lie. I am well known for the expression, the government lies, lies all the time and lies even when the truth would serve it well. And that's why it needs to be the default setting for every American. Sadly, it's not, but it needs to be the default setting for every single American. When the minute the government says something, the default setting in the minds of 333 million Americans needs to be, okay, let's start with this government, you're lying. So unless you can prove to me you're telling the truth, you are lying. I think a lot of Americans don't like that because it makes them uncomfortable. Uh, It's true, and that is the position that every single American should have in their minds concerning the federal government, but I think a lot of Americans, on some level they know it, but it's really uncomfortable for them to accept it. They don't really want to get in touch with the fact that the government lies to them all the time about everything. That's really uncomfortable. There is one thing any and every American can do to convince them for the rest of their lives that the government can never be trusted. And that is to read income tax shattering the myth. 
Uh, income tax shadowing the miss is the product of 17 years of in-depth legal research. It's been out 11 years. I think a universal response, I mean, obviously, I haven't talked to all the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who've read Income Tax Shadowing the Mist, but I'm pretty sure a universal response when they close that final page is, I will never, ever trust the federal government again. Because what comes comes through loud and clear in Income Tax Shattering the Mist is that the government knows Congress hasn't imposed the income tax on the average American who just gets up in the morning, goes out, and earns a living. That's not who Congress, not even remotely who Congress has imposed the income tax upon. But that's the government and now, sadly, society narrative, false narrative, concerning the income tax. One of the things that is crystal clear when you close that final page of Income Tax Shattering the Mist is that this lie, this massive theft of property from the American people, what I refer to as the largest financial crime in the history of the world, has been ongoing for more than 100 years. And executive agencies such as the Department of Justice, the IRS, Treasury, they know what Congress has and has not done. And they knowingly, willfully, and intentionally promote the false narrative to commit the largest financial crime in the history of the world. So when you get to the final page and you close it and you realize, holy cow, now that I've seen the law, now that I've seen the history from 1895 forward, I've seen what the Congressional Research Service has said, I've seen what the internal documents that the IRS never thought would get out actually say, and Treasury decisions and Treasury orders and so forth. When you see all of that laid out, and it it all says the same thing, which is the vast majority of Americans don't owe income tax. When you see all that and you get to the end, you say, the government has and is committing the largest financial crime in the history of the world. So when you get to that point where you acknowledge that, why would you ever trust the federal government about anything If you want to find out the truth that I've just expressed to you, go to drreality.news, grab yourself a copy of Income Tax Shattering the Mist. When you're done with it, you're going to be thrilled that you bought it. It's one of the most intriguing, fascinating books you will ever read. But uh, there's that expression, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Yeah, so that's going to be your experience. But if you're up for that, drreality.news. Thanks for being here.